everyone, welcome back to the Foul Hour. Today I am joined by Robert Nowland from Melbourne, Australia. He's a logo and identity designer who's managed to build himself quite the following on TikTok over the last few months. So we'll be talking quite a lot today about how he's managed to do that, his background, and also trying to crush some doubts about people or about your thoughts on maybe using TikTok as a platform to not just build an audience, but to potentially find leads and get work as well for your own business. Now, before we get started with today's show, we're going to drop a quick shout out to our sponsors at Skillshare. You can go and get yourself some education and learning by going to skl.sh slash design for two free months of Skillshare. Skillshare sent me an email a couple of weeks ago to say that January was their best month for getting new people on board with Skillshare ever, pretty much. And they've just launched their new rebrand. There's a whole bunch of new courses, a whole bunch of new material. And I strongly suggest you go and check it out if you haven't already. Get those two free months. What you got to do? Just go to skl.sh slash design link in the description. Now, on to today's show with Robert. Everyone, welcome back to the Fowler Hour today. I'm joined by Robert Nowland from Melbourne, Australia. Robert, how are you doing today, man? I'm good, Connor. How are you? Well, it's, it's only just today for you, isn't it? I mean, in the next 30 <laughs> minutes, it's actually going to be tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Robert's been very, very kind to join us. Uh, what is it, like half 11 at night? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's all right. I'm just got a bit of a night owl anyway. Took a little That's power it. nap, so I'm rearing to go. <laughs> no, that is the... I was actually going to say, like, feel free to, if you need to take a moment to rest a little before. <laughs> so, I know this is going to be like, uh, we'll try and make sure things are concise and stuff. and We're not here for three hours today. Like sometimes I am. Uh, so No, look, it's honestly better like, you know, 1130 than like eight o'clock in the morning. I'd much rather do it now. You know, you've got to, yeah. you've got to catch up with your brain at eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. So Robert, for the people at home who might not know who you are and what you do, could you give us kind of the 30,000 foot view of yourself? Right. So I'm a logo and brand identity designer primarily um, from Melbourne, Australia, 21 years old. Um, yeah. So pretty much sort of self-taught with design uh, and all that kind of thing, just kind of learned on my feet and whatever. Um, and yeah, so I guess probably one of the most notable things is kind of been growing my following on social media um, and particularly through TikTok where I sort of had a bunch of success posting my design work in a uh, gained about 45,000 followers on the platform. Yeah, so yeah, that's kind yeah. of little, the little synopsis, yeah. For sure. Um, just one thing, make sure you don't tap your desk. Oh, sorry, yeah. Oh. No worries, mate. It's just going to be one of those things. I know the people at home yeah, who yeah. are <laughs> going to be listening in their car and they're going to be like, do I keep hitting like a bird or something? Am I going over <laughs> a bump? Or they're going to be listening with their headphones on and she'll be like... Vuh, 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 vuh. No yeah, worries. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. So I should know that. <laughs> <laughs> totally cool. Don't worry about it. So, you just said that you're 21. You're pretty much all self-taught. So we're fairly in the same boat on this. Mm, um, I'm completely yeah. self-taught as well. So what originally? We'll get to TikTok in a, in a minute because I know that's sure. we're going to be spending a lot of time to today mm. talking about. But what got you into design originally, and how did you teach yourself? What was your route through there? Right. So I guess like you know design was kind of like always uh was sort of like creative um pursuits and whatever was something like from an early age that I was always like super interested in um you know like my mom she used to be a fashion designer um over in New York and stuff back in the day so just like when I was a kid growing up you know I was always doing like art and you know just kind of being creative and all that kind of thing um but yeah basically like through school and whatnot 
um, I kind of, I guess I focused a little bit more on like sort of academic subjects and whatnot. So I kind of did all like the chemistry, biology and physics and all that. But, you know, I also did a bit of design as well and kind of, you know, uh, sort of read that passion a little bit. Um, but anyway, when it came to like kind of choosing like a career path, as it were, you know, when you finish school and everyone's like, what do you want to do with your life? You know, and then suddenly you have to kind of like make a decision. So I was like, oh, crap. So basically I was like, well, I don't really know what I want to do, but I kind of, you know, I kind of like maths and science. I'm sort of good at that. But then I'm also got this design kind of thing. So I basically I applied for a double degree in mechanical engineering and industrial design. Um, which was at the Royal Melbourne Institute of Technology. And I got accepted into that. And then sort of what happened, I got an offer from another uni to do just industrial design. Um, and they were like, you know, oh, we'll give you a little bit of scholarship money and whatever. So I was like, right, that's where I'm going. So I went there and studied like industrial design, which is like product design basically, um, for about a year and a half. And through that, you know, I like... I guess, you know, I was doing design, but it was more um, physical design and whatnot. And like, I, I did enjoy it. Like I was just doing sort of pretty well at it and stuff. Um, but, you know, it kind of got to the point where I sort of realized that I wasn't like hundred percent kind of committed to it, if you know what I mean. Like I, I sort of found, like I was kind of doing things cause I, I wanted to get the marks rather than because I actually like was super pumped about it. You know what I mean? And I kind of had to like cater my kind of creativity a little bit to what I knew that the like lecturers and whatever were, were going to um, kind of appreciate the most. Um, so you anyways, knew what you, you knew what you enjoyed in terms of, you knew you were good at it, but it wasn't creatively flexing you enough to really make you want to jump out of bed in the morning to go, you know what, I, I, on yeah. top of my assignment, I'm also going to make something for myself. Yeah, pretty much. And like, I guess, you know, another big thing, yeah, is it like I just didn't really, yeah, I didn't really feel fully invested in it. And so I would kind of leave things to the last minute and then I'd just like do it all in like a week, you know what I mean? But I sort of had this expectation on myself that I kind of had to do well. So I would sort of pull it together at the last minute, but it was never like something that I was, you know, felt like, yeah, like a real drive, like to get up in the morning and, and do. And that sort of like culminated like, about sort of towards the end of my um, of like halfway through my <laughs> uh, second year, so like the um, my third semester there at uni, um, I sort of like I guess I kind of like burned out a little bit. Sort of ran into like a few sort of like health problems where I was feeling really tired and whatever, and basically got like super behind on all my um, uni work and whatever. And then I was like, oh crap, you know, I've, I've got to do all this like got to do all this work. So then like the last like couple of weeks of uni there, I just like went absolutely nuts to like pull it all together for that last semester. And it was like pulling consecutive all nighters and stuff and just basically just drive myself like completely crazy. Um, I had some crazy stories of trying to get things in on time. But anyway, I was like, I, you know, I can't do this. I'm, this is clearly not working for me. So anyway, I deferred uni. So basically just dropped off the map completely for like everyone that I knew at uni. Um, you know, and just like went to live back at home again. Um, and from there, I guess I sort of, I kind of drifted a little bit of like for a bit, didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do. I kind of realized pretty quickly that I didn't want to go back to uni, like, you know, being away from it, it wasn't 
kind of pulling me, um, you know, like it should have been if I was, you know, something I was interested in, you know, like you find if you spend time away from something that you like, that you love, then you really notice that. But I wasn't sort of like noticing that with uni at all. Um, so yeah, but uh, you know, I did a few things. I got a little bit into sort of like filmmaking and uh, making videos and stuff. Um, a friend and I, we had a YouTube channel for a while where we were trying to produce, um, a video every day, like, which we did for about, um, 50 days. And then we sort of gave up when we realized we had more videos than we did subscribers. Um, and yeah, I, I kind of dabbled in, in uh, graphic design a little bit. Interestingly, when I was at uni, um, like the one subject that I did do well in my last semester was like a, a elective subject that I did that was graphic design. So, you know, it was kind of always on my mind that graphic design was something that I would kind of return to something that I did have an interest in. Um, so yeah, I kind of, I entered in a few sort of like design competitions online, like 99 designs, that kind of thing a little bit there. And I guess at first I got like a little bit demoralized because I just found that I would always choose designs that I thought were like absolutely rubbish. And I was just sort of like, I think I was a little too like invested in that. Um, but yeah, but so basically in the meantime, I was just, um, just working like part-time. I took a job at the local uh, pub and at Subway in town, which was riveting. And uh, yeah, just kind of tried to figure out where it was that I sort of wanted to go, you know, and then I guess it just sort of, you know, like I said, graphic design was always kind of floating around. I was like, oh, you know, maybe the time has come to like really give this a shot. So I just kind of went serious into that and I started my Instagram account and, you know, started sort of posting there regularly and you know things sort of gradually started to build and you kind of got to the point you know working other jobs where I was sort of feeling a little bit like you know like I'm like man I'm just not I'm actually just not that good at, at being a subway employee you know what I mean and this is really not exciting me and stuff so I kind of you know worked quite hard to get those other things up and running and then once I kind of had like a couple of clients that I was able to get through, you know, through Instagram and through social media and whatnot. And I was like, all right, you know, that's it. That's my ticket. So I like handed in my notice. And then I was like, um, you know, a couple of weeks later I quit. And then, you know, it's funny, you know, as it is with freelancing, I sort of thought, Oh, you know, I'm starting to get clients now. And then the minute I quit, it was like, you know, just like had a complete uh, lull and in inquiries. And so I was like, Oh crap, maybe I made a mistake. But, you know, I kept, kept putting stuff out there and then eventually, you know, with TikTok and whatever, it all just sort of happened pretty quickly. And mm. yeah, I guess yeah. here we are. Well, there you go. That's, that's a good rundown, man, because it's, it's very similar to my story as well in, in terms of you pick something. So I didn't go to university, I, but I went straight into doing a uh, t-shirt printing apprenticeship yeah. slash full-time, part-time thing. Um, and after two years of doing that, I was like, ah, this is dumb. Um, so mm. I'm actually not enjoying this at all. And whilst the creative aspect was what I thought I wanted to do, I actually need to re-aim myself as you did um, mm. towards something and then ended up working in Lidl, which I'm sure you were as a supermarket and similar to your subway job. You yeah. you work there part time, you wake up at 5am and you're like, this is dumb. I hate mm. being here. <laughs> These customers yeah. are so annoying. <laughs> it's like, I have to make you some awful food. I um, know. And yeah, especially with Subway, they'd always have these like weird orders. I'm like, come on, give us one. Give us one. As an actual Subway employee, we hear about this all the time, but just to segue slightly, what is the weirdest 
or weirder stuff you had to make? Well, I don't know. Some of them was just really stupid. Like they had gluten-free wraps, right? You know, so obviously, you know, you're gluten intolerant or you're celiac, you order a gluten-free wrap. So she orders a gluten-free wrap and then she gets the chicken fillet, which is just covered in breadcrumbs. And I say to her, I'm like, you know, you know, that's like, that's got like breadcrumbs in it. You know, like, like, why would you, why would you get a gluten-free wrap? And she's like, oh, no, no, no. It, it, it like, it won't matter. And I'm just like, like, what are you, what are you doing? And just like other weird things, like, especially like all the products that got, cause they have, like they would cycle products out and whatever. And people would just get so pissed off that they, like they didn't have their seafood or whatever. Yeah, it's just so silly. Probably like the weirdest ones that I got. There's someone who just got like, like pickles and pineapple or something. And I was just like, whatever, man. (laughs) So you've reached the point of just absolute absurdity was completely normal. Excellent. So now I, now I understand where you're at because that's what it was like when I was working at at Lidl, I would have, I would almost always be on bakery and it, it sucked because I'd get there stupidly early, I'd have to work harder than anybody else, and then the second the store opened, within 20 minutes of it opening, people would be like, hey, why didn't you have this yet? What? Where is that? And I'm like, someone has just yeah. come in and bought all of them. <laughs> what, what do you expect me to do about this? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's that constant kind of nag, wasn't it? That it probably mm, got yeah. you as well. No, I remember, like, um, I listened to that podcast of yours where you talked about, like, how you got into design. I was like, man, you know, it's, like, pretty pretty similar thing with like working kind of those sort of like hospitality type jobs. But yeah, I mean like in all honesty, like it could have been a lot worse. Like the people who I worked for at Subway, like they're they're actually really nice. Like I know sort of fast food gets a bit of a a bad rap most of the time, but yeah, the people there are actually nice, but like, honestly, like I don't, you know, there were people there like, like younger kids who just did a better job and they didn't have to, be paid as much so i'm sort of like like what am i you know what am i actually like doing here just because you know when you're not like super interested about something it's hard to get like really passionate about cleaning and stuff which is honestly like most of what you kind of do at subway really just yeah clean uh, stuff. As, especially when you get 18 plus when you hit like 20 or even 20 plus maybe you've already had a taste of what having money or some money some disposable income is like which is i I remember Mm. the exact same thing i remember the first job i worked at was um at a chip shop that my band's drummer's dad owned and i would just go in there (laughs) for like three afternoons a week and like peel potatoes and use the machines to peel potatoes and stuff and that was the first Mm. time i ever had money and it was amazing but if you asked me to do that job now i'd be like i want at least 30 pound an hour to peel potatoes before i even consider it (laughs) <laughs> and I was being paid like four pound an hour, so it, I completely understand where you're coming from here. Is mm. in terms of when you don't feel that your skills are being utilized to their full fullest, mm. plus you're not being driven to be there, it just becomes this kind of monotonous. Well, yes, I have a shift tomorrow, but I could also just not go. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And yeah, like, like if it had been bad people or whatever, like, yeah, I just, I definitely wouldn't have stayed as long as I did. But yeah, I guess it's just, like you said, it's just feeling like you're, you're not really like, there's like no fulfillment at all. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm just handling people's footlongs, you know, which in fairness. That is not a sentence you want to isolate. (laughs) Of all the jobs, of all the jobs with, uh, oh my God, with that Someone listening to this, someone listening to this is going to take that audio now. (laughs) Well, I mean, 
<laughs> I know it's late there, Robert, but come in on. In fairness, no, in fairness, <laughs> of all the jobs with that description, Subway is the best one. Totally, totally. So looking, you've just kind of broken out of that. So how old are you when you're doing that? So you're 21 now. So how long have yeah. you been kind of diving into the freelance, doing your own thing? Well? So I basically quit my job at the beginning of December last year. And so pretty much since then, it's been like when I've been kind of out of the trenches, as it were, you know, no, so it still feels the like there's, there's gunfire over me still. But yeah. Yeah, I so, definitely yeah, say going, going freelance going is into more the trenches. Into the yeah. trenches, yes. Um, Maybe it's just like it's just like that run from one trench to the next. <laughs> yeah, suddenly you've gone from being in the the general's barracks to being six rats deep in trench foot. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so not to sl- uh, slam freelancing and doing your own thing too negatively. How have you mm. found it so far for the last? three months or so obviously I, this is kind of leading up towards our, our social media topic mm. how have you found it thus far as someone who is pretty young i mean i'm yeah. 25 and i started doing freelance stuff at, at 22 so mm. i know where i was at this age and this time but where are you sitting right now in terms of like finding this obviously it's only been three months so it's hard to mm. But yeah, what's your initial I mean, gut feeling? Yeah, I guess like, you know, I like probably one thing that goes in my advantage is that I pretty much like don't spend money on anything, if you know what I mean. So like I'd sort of rather be earning like pittance, freelancing, you know what I mean? And just doing stuff that I actually enjoy than, um, you know, than working more shifts at Subway and, you know, perhaps earning more money. So that's definitely been one thing that's gone in my favor. But I mean... Yeah, I guess I've always like sort of liked the idea of kind of having a bit more kind of control and autonomy over like what I do in my time and and that kind of thing. So from that like point of view, it's definitely been something that I've enjoyed. I mean, yeah, it definitely, you know, it's it's always something that's going to be a bit more like risk, you know, it's not going to be as steady, um, which, you know, like is something that I think scares a lot of people. And it's certainly like for me as well, like when I took that initial leap and then kind of didn't have any clients for like, for a little bit, I was like, oh crap, you know, maybe I got to go back to Subway. It's all over. It's all over. (laughs) You poked your head over the top and there's not a lot going on. There's too much gunfire. I got to come back down. No, but yeah. But then, yeah, like I said, you know, I think the thing that I've been kind of balancing at the moment is, you know, putting out like as much content as I can, because that's kind of what drives client work, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. But then I've also got to allow time, you know, other than sort of like pumping out content to actually be doing the client projects and earning the money as well. So I don't, yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, I'm pretty new to this. I'm still sort of figuring it all out. But yeah, so far it's been, it's been a rewarding experience, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear because uh, a lot of people, go in with these these golden glasses on or these rose tinted glasses on yeah um and don't realize that you can very quickly dig yourself a hole you can't climb out of um mm. and unfortunately as i've described before and in various mediums and, and in conversations with people where sometimes it will feel like you dig yourself a hole so deep that the only way to get out of it is to dig another hole um and kind of go mm. sideways instead of up because you just can't, like the walls are too slippery, you just can't grab onto anything. Um, but the idea that you've 
taken an initiative to say, right, well, I appreciate that this is still new, this is still fresh, um, but I'm going to take mm. that positive side and recognize um, not just the fact you have client, uh, that you want to make content, but also that you have responsibilities, you have obligations, um, if you want to continue doing the thing you love on your own terms, which I think a lot mm. of people don't recognize. There are a lot of people... Um, Again, I keep coming back to this, but there are a lot of people in design and illustration who feel that they can just um, survive doing 300 pound things every month. Like it just and their mm, their, their mm. mindset is completely gone um, and completely not in the right place to start doing this. But it seems like from what you've described so far that you're actually on the right track, which is really good. But if you want any help with anything in the, in the future, let me know. Um, yeah, because well, <laughs> I probably will take you up on that. <laughs> yeah, so let's let's kind of head towards the social media side because mm. as you messaged me originally, um, Robert, for people listening at home, messaged me on Instagram to say, "Hey, I've been doing X, Y, and Z." Um, clearly, following Gary V's principle of saying, "I'm going to reach out to people and try and connect." And da, 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 da. I can see what yep. you're doing, but. He reached out to me and said, I've been doing this. I've not seen many other people doing this, um, particularly on TikTok, making content, building an audience there. Um, would yeah. you be interested in having a conversation about that on your show? Um, and I left him on red for like two weeks, um, as I always do. <laughs> yeah, just, I, thought just I, was to like, I was like, man, I fucked up. He's never going to speak to me. <laughs> no, I, I, I like to just, it's strange. And this is something, not something I really talk about too much, but I do this with emails as well. So if there's something interesting, um, with no, with like an open-ended deadline, I will often leave it for a week um, just to think about it. Mm. Yeah. So I'll yeah. often do things like on my Instagram messages, I'll click, oh, view unread messages and I'll get all my unread messages and I would just go, right, I've got that thing, I've got that thing, I've got... And yeah, it's not great to kind of brew on all of these things. But mm. when you sent me that message, I was like, right, well, I need to go and look at his stuff. I need to go and make sure yeah. he's like a decent human being. I need to make sure he's not insane and, and just make sure that, Actually, this is, something that, this is actually something that I'd want to do um, because mm. I haven't, whilst I've talked about having an open call for the podcast in the past, I'm a bit like, mm, still debating it. But anyway, so you got in touch mm. about uh, TikTok and the audience you've started building on there at the moment. And I think when you first got in touch with me, you had about 30,000 followers or something. Um, sorry, I've just tried to open the TikTok app. And of course, it plays music. Mm. Shush. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah. And when you first got in touch, it was... I think you had about um, 20,000 or something like that. I and think it was, might 30, have been 30, 000? but yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the content you were putting out was quite interesting. And it was interesting to see how you translated what you do as a designer um, into something that people might actually want to watch. Yeah, um, yeah. So what caught your attention originally with TikTok? Right, so I mean, with TikTok, like, it's it's quite a, like, it goes back quite a long way, like... Um, I know people like Gary Vee are just like absolutely, you know, they're hounding it at the moment. But I actually found TikTok back in late 2018, um, which, yeah, so that was like pretty early. And I saw like a couple of YouTubers um, make videos about it of like, you know, watching people's TikTok videos or whatever. And I was like, oh, crap, you know, because I yeah, sort of had it in the back of my mind. I was like, like, I kind of knew, you know, from the moment that I first saw it there, I was like, you know, this is like really early and this is something that's like kind of building traction, if you know what I mean. So I was like, hmm, you know, because I like I sort of heard about, you know, Vine and all that, but that was kind of before I was making content and all that sort of thing. And I was sort of never really had the chance to get in like really early on something, if you know what I mean. So I saw TikTok and I was like, oh, crap, okay. 
I got to start thinking about that. So uh, myself and one of my friends, we kind of had this like competition to see like who could get the most followers on TikTok. This was like just kind of a silly thing. So we made a bunch of videos on there uh, and stuff. Like I was in the beginning, I was just making like kind of random sort of more like comedy satire type stuff, which most is this in 2018 or this is like 2018. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and I got a few followers doing that. I think I got like 1,600 or something. So I had a few followers, but, um, eventually I lost to my friend. He, um, he made this video. He's like, he lives sort of out in the bush and like filmed this wallaby who's like semi, um, tame, like comes up to his house and feeds it and whatever. Anyway, kind of went like sort of viral. So (laughs) I lost to him. He got like 4,000 followers. Um, and I kind of like quit the app for a bit because I sort of thought, you know, oh, this is like, you're like, I don't have a kangaroo. I don't have a wallaby in my back garden. Uh, I was, so yeah, I was like, man, like, <laughs> is that what it takes to be TikTok famous? Like, I got to become, you know, Mary Poppins and shit and like, <laughs> start getting animals to come to me now. Nah, but yeah, so I quit it for a little bit, mainly because like I was finding that any of the videos that I actually liked that I put out, like didn't do well at all and stuff. And yeah, I just wasn't like that crazy about it. Um, but in that time, um, this friend of mine who had been making videos in the time, like since then, and when I eventually ended up getting back on the app, um, yeah, he gained like 12,000 followers or something and it like ended up being part of the creators program there. Um, so I was like, oh crap, you know, and then Gary V started talking about it all the time and he's someone whose work I follow as um, you've probably noticed, but, uh, so I was like, you know, and that was when I started getting serious into design. So I was sort of like you know, all right, maybe this is the time that I get back on it because it had kind of been on my radar in that time, but I just was like, uh, you, know, it's, it's, you know, it's too hard or it's not for me or, or what, you know, any of these things that like you can sort of tell yourself about that. So yeah, anyway, so I, I made my first design video on TikTok. This was probably maybe like August 2019 or something like that. And what it was, I did this logo a while back that was like a redesign of the Facebook logo not like one of my favorite logos, but I just kind of thought, you know, it'd be cool if, if someone made a logo like, you know, that was actually like a face and a book, kind of more of a literal take on the name. Anyway, so I made this logo. Um, I'd made it a little while earlier and I made this video, which was kind of just like a time lapse of, of me making the logo in, in Illustrator. And I did like a little voiceover just kind of explaining what I was doing. Anyway, so I uploaded this video uh, to TikTok and went to bed, woke up the next morning, had a look and it had a hundred views. And I was like, oh, that's like, I expected it to do a lot better than that, you know? Cause even some of my worst videos would get to sort of like 200 views. I was like, oh, you know, what's with that? Maybe, you know, maybe I just uploaded it at the wrong time or something. Uploaded it again and it got nine views, which was like legitimately the worst piece of content I'd like in terms of metrics I'd ever made. So, you know, my start to like design content on TikTok didn't really like, didn't kick off to a great start. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so I made a couple more videos that sort of weren't such design related stuff. I saw that there were some people in there who were making, uh, you know, kind of creative content in other areas like calligraphy and whatever. And that was something that I was sort of dabbling in a little bit at the time. So I made a couple of videos in that vein and they sort of did okay and whatever. But I kind of had it in my head, I was like, hmm, you know, this like logo design thing, there's got to be a way to, to do this in, you know, so that people will actually care about it and like that it will be entertaining, you know. So even though like that first time that I did it, like most sort of people would be like, all right, logo design, on, you know, on TikTok just doesn't work, you know, 
the worst piece of content that I'd ever made on the app in terms of metrics. Um, but I gave it another shot and I did this video that was essentially I generated two random letters just on a, on a random letter generator website, you know, and challenged myself to just make a logo out of those um, two letters that I generated. And I kind of filmed the whole thing and set up the premise, like, you know, and showed me like clicking to generate the letters and whatever. And yeah, it did pretty well. Like initially, you know, it did quite well. And then sort of over time, you know, it steadily got like more and more views. And I was like, Oh, you know, crap, this is actually, this is working. Like, so I think it got, got up to like, you know, maybe 150,000 views eventually. So that was like, I was like, man, that, you know, that's pretty good. Like I had a few videos that had done that well, like a couple, but one thing that I noticed right away from that video is that like relative to how many views it had, it had like a lot more engagement had a lot more comments likes and a lot more people were like following me based upon that video than like other videos that had done sort of similarly well so i sort of realized it was like you know people are obviously interested in this you know this is something that there's a you know that there's sort of a market for or you know i'm onto some kind of formula here that is doing something because people are kind of wanting to see more of it um yeah so basically from there i did that i did that same kind of concept a little bit did a couple more of those um also did a couple of videos like one thing i noticed like pretty quickly when i was making videos about logos is everyone in the comments wanted me to make a logo for them so i was getting like dms and stuff from all these like you know like very well intentioned like young kids and whatever saying like oh you know I think it would be cool, you know, if you try these two letters or whatever. So I did this like a little series as well. Yeah, where I of course, those two little letters are there and own name, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, I bet you there were some people in the comments who'd be like, oh, I bet you can't do these letters. I'm like, look at their profile. I'm like, hmm, <laughs> wonder why you picked those. But yeah, so I, I did a little series where I made like just logos for a couple of my fans as well, which only made that worse, of course. But um, it was a bit of fun. Um, but yeah, so things were kind of growing steadily. I think at this point I had about 5,000 followers, something around there. Um, and that's when I had this idea to make like to make a logo for every letter of the alphabet and start like a series that was making a logo for every letter of the alphabet. Because one thing that I'd sort of seen through uh, content, you know, on TikTok, you know, specifically, but also elsewhere is that, you know, if you could kind of set up like this, really sort of defined like sort of story or journey kind of episodically through your like work that that was something that did really well like there was this girl on tiktok who she she was like doing up a bus to be like a mobile home kind of thing and she basically just filmed like you know she'd be like day 32 of turning the bus into a home or whatever and like the videos weren't sort of that good but people would like you know watch her and they would, you know, they would follow and like, and they were like really sort of invested in this kind of journey that, you know, she sort of set up through this thing. So I was like, Oh, you know, maybe I should try something like that, that kind of has like this logical series to it. And of course, you know, something that like people have done, you know, on Instagram and whatever for mm. quite a while, like yeah. less creatives and people like that. So um, you've got, you got 36 days of type as well, which has been around for exactly a, a yeah. long, long time um but also i agree I, i've seen videos on tiktok where it's like oh this is part 10 of this series and yeah. you immediately see people being like oh you should go and check out part four that was really funny too or 
or day whatever so people were in as you say invested yeah and i think too like just from a from a sort of like hacking perspective i guess it's like people will follow you so that they can see the next episode when it comes out if you know what i mean so yeah just like it's kind of all just a way for people to be invested in in what you're doing um and yeah obviously like i said it's not like an original thing that the letter thing but you know basically my spin on it was that i was just kind of filming the process of of me doing it basically um anyway so i uploaded the first the first in that series which was obviously a um and i made this logo that was kind of like you could, if you sort of looked at it one way versus another, it looks like a uppercase or a lowercase a a little bit, which was, you know, something a little bit nifty and a bit different. Um, so I posted that and then the next day I woke up and it had like 20,000 views. I was like, oh, you know, that's pretty good. That's like better than my average video. Um, just went about my day. And then I think I refreshed like maybe a couple of hours later and then it had 200,000 views just like, just like that within like just that two hour window. And I was like, oh crap, you know, this is like this has really taken off in that amount of time. And then another hour later, it was like 400,000 views. I was like, you know, damn. So that video, yeah, basically it ended up going sort of semi viral on the app. And then, you know, by the same time, the next day I'd gained 13,000 followers just Jeez. from that one video. Yeah. And then That's I made a the, really high conversion. Yeah, it was crazy. And I think like part of the reason for that is because no one on the app at the time was doing that you know i think now is a little bit more like i've sort of promoted on my instagram like well not like promoted but made vid- like sort of posts about how to do design on tiktok and kind of been trying to get more of the design community on there and and stuff so it's probably a little bit more now but i mean not that it's been that long since then but yeah i think it was just sort of the first thing in that kind of vein to like hit anyone's radar and so they were all like quite interested in that um yeah, and then I posted the second episode a couple of days later and that one did even better. So that one basically got, like, now has over a million views, which is just nuts. But yeah, that's basically my kind of TikTok journey. Yeah, it's but it's also interesting how quickly things have changed and developed because when I look at TikTok, I've been using TikTok probably for, oh, probably since just after Christmas. Are kind of on and off. I have a bit of a love hate mm. relationship with it, but um, <laughs> I think everyone does. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's why people keep using it. Um, yeah, but with TikTok specifically, I had seen a few people trying to do design content. Um, I've spoken to Lisa Jacobs about this as well, and she knows a few people who are trying to do it as well. Yeah, and ninety nine percent of it is not good. Um, it's not focused on the platform in the same way the stuff you've been making has been. Yeah, not yeah. in. Um, even things such as using, they were using screen captures in OBS to show their work file, but what you're doing largely instead is just doing videos of your computer screen, which actually Mm. fits in the format, which actually feels like you're doing something. It doesn't feel like um, overproduced. It it feels like you're doing something that um, not that anyone else could do. That's not what I'm trying to say here, but I, I feel like what the videos you're putting out are bit more, more so like authentic yeah more authentic is probably the way to, to describe it um mm. as in you're showing exactly what you're doing when you're doing it showing the highlights the key points but you're not doing it in such a corporate manner um which i think maybe is why i think the stuff i've seen from your design side is the best i've seen so far um because there are other people who 
there's this one guy who keeps coming across my feed. I'm not going to say his name, but he is, his voice is a extremely annoying and he's very up himself, which is very, very clear. Yeah. Um, which doesn't help because it makes anyone new because uh, the vast majority of people on TikTok are finding you on the randomized for uh, for you page. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And then if you're coming off across like you're not trying to help people or you're not trying to make things easy to understand, it doesn't help. And that's the thing I like about your videos is I can see how someone who knows nothing about logo design, as you say, these these kids watching or adults watching who run their own businesses, mm. they don't understand how this process works. So when you woke up to that video kind of blowing up, what was the next thing for you from there? Because I want to know more about what you found the benefits of being on TikTok have been so far. Mm. Other than other than just trying to build an audience. Obviously, that's a great goal to build a metric, to to build up an audience who watch your yeah. videos consistently. But what has actually been, either for you for personally or for your business, what has been the benefits of being on the platform so far? And even if there hasn't been anything major... Yeah, that's okay too because obviously it's it's new, it's still growing. Mm. Well, I mean, when like those couple of videos went viral, like obviously my um, DMs just absolutely exploded. Like I had you know just dozens of DMs, and obviously, and most of those were were all like I said, they're all from you know younger kids who sort of wanted to shoot their shot at uh, getting a logo. Um, and I've started now. I just sort of send them little like doodles on my Instagram story of of whatever letters they send me because I sort of figure, you know, I should give them something. But um, yeah, but then also with that, you know, I got a bunch of new inquiries for like client work and stuff. And, you know, a lot of people who had businesses and whatever, they were like, hey, you know, I saw you on TikTok and I really like what you do there. You know, would you be interested in in working on this? Blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, like, I think a lot of people are pretty quick to dismiss TikTok because, they sort of think, you know, oh, that's, you know, that's for young kids or, or that kind of thing, which, I mean, it definitely is like a younger demographic, but, you know, TikTok is definitely getting like steadily, is steadily like aging up and there are more and more people who who could be looking for graphic design work on the app. But like the other thing too is even regardless of that, like, you know, like I mentioned, one of my videos somehow got a million views. You know, if you have a million people looking at, something that you did you know there's no way that some of those people aren't going to be people who could want graphic design so yeah i mean like basically just building awareness and kind of was able to get more client inquiries through that you know and sort of to the point now where that there's kind of a steady stream where i feel like i can sort of relax a little bit in that i'm not sort of always clawing for that next client if you know what i mean i think tiktok has been instrumental in that um, and also, you know, just having an audience is obviously just a valuable thing. Like, you know, I've been sort of hit up by like a, a couple of brands who kind of want to work with me on TikTok just based off the fact that I have an audience there. Interesting. So, yeah, I mean, basically that's about it. Yeah. But, but when it comes to those leads, are these serious business inquiries? Now, I would define a serious business inquiry in terms of someone who is not coming to you for a $50 logo. They're coming to you with a serious yeah. budget. They're actually coming to you with um, either a startup idea that they're working on or something that they've been running for multiple years. Or is it kind of more people coming to you being like, I've had this idea for a clothing line. Like, what <laughs> are these actual serious business inquiries that people are kind of, they're coming across you in kind of a, oh, well, I'm just going to go through TikTok for 15 minutes and then watch some funny videos. And then they found yeah. you kind of half by accident. Um, 
but is, is it kind of a serious lead generator you think people should be looking at or is it or is it still early days do you think i think it is still early days like i have acquired clients through tiktok but i mean i think in a sense like i'm probably a little bit of an outlier in that most people probably you know it's going to be quite difficult to achieve the, the sort of level of virality that you know that of i was course. kind of able to get so yeah. I mean, the, like the short answer is really for me, yes, it definitely has worked. And like I have, you know, got leads and got clients through, uh, through TikTok. I mean, it's funny when you said clothing line, because it's like something that I've got several times from, from people like one of them. Said, I, I am oh, joking. I am kind of half joking on that, by the way, because I used to run a clothing line. So I know the feel. But yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I'm also like, it's, it's one of my favorite things. I had a guy message me the other day who was like, Oh hey, I'm starting this brand, and I'm like, man, you're gonna say it's a clothing line, aren't you? Mm. Like people just use the like I know exactly the wording where it's like, oh yeah, I'm I'm starting this brand, and I'm like, no, that's a clothing line. Like it's come on guys, but yeah, it's it's yeah. good to it's good to hear that you've got actual leads coming through that are not twelve year olds because mm. many of people listening to this, their main objection I know is going to be because this yeah, is one of my main objections. Twelve year olds is yeah. that the and you see this all the time. Most of the demographic is sixteen or under. Mm. So uh, being devil's advocate here and kind of running you on a hard pass for this one, um, I think that people looking at TikTok, especially myself, I'm looking. I kind of flow on both sides of this, which I'll, I'll get to, but. Mm. I think a lot of people are looking at the platform going, it's going to be a waste of time because I need to generate leads. I need to network with businesses. I need to um, find out a way to create content that is going to be beneficial to me in the long run and not and actually attract people who have more than $10 of disposable income. Mm. Um, and a lot of people, myself included, I say, are being very skeptical about this at the moment because it feels like you're potentially adding something to your plate that is going to be much more work than it's worth and that's always the case with getting in on early things but when it comes to talking to these businesses and talking to the people who have contacted you has it been a case of actually you think this is going to be viable in the long run or is it there's still no way to tell because the platform is so young what would you say? Yeah. And, what, and what would you say to people who are kind of looking at this, going, "Oh, it's just twelve-year-old." Yeah. Well, I mean, like the first sort of thing that I would say is like, you know, you've, I guess you've got to balance like, what are you, what are you doing that's kind of more long-term strategy, and what are you doing that's like short-term, getting clients, sealing the deal sort of strategy. You know, I think TikTok, I would sort of put more in in the sort of like long in the kind of long run, like building brand kind of camp, if you know what I mean? Like, I think, you know, I think there, there'll be a lot of people who right now are saying, oh, TikTok's not going to get me any leads who in 12 months time when TikTok is, you know, is like fully aged up and like dozens of people who, you know, who want graphic design will be coming across your videos or whatever will kind of regret not having got a slightly larger piece of the pie earlier. And I mean, TikTok could also disappear tomorrow and then, you know, <laughs> then all, I guess all this has been for nothing. But yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I, I would say like just purely because the organic like reach, you know, that's something that is sort of a hot topic 
on TikTok is so much higher. I think sort of saying that I'm going to be putting all this work in for nothing. Like I, I don't think that's the case because I think actually, you know, if you're starting out, you're probably going to get a lot more sort of like, you're going to get a lot more exposure through something like TikTok versus Instagram for the amount of like work that you put in, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? So yeah, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say that it's, that it's like a, would be a fruitless thing for people to get into, but you know, by the same token, I, I would say that there, you know, for some people, maybe you maybe, you know, don't get in on it now if, if you're worried about it. Yeah wait wait for some more proof of concept maybe just yeah, to see you could you could wait for a little bit more but i mean it's sort of, i guess it depends how kind of offensive you want to be with your sort of strategy <laughs> if you know what i mean yeah totally because the one of the issues i see with tiktok at the moment as you say is um, it could go away tomorrow and this is this is a very cynical view um in terms mm. of it is a chinese company and sadly um, because of the tensions between China, the rest of the world, and largely the US at the moment, there is every potential that it could just get pulled from Google. Like it could get pulled from the App Store, um, mm. depending on how it goes. That's a very cynical back-end view. Um, but I agree with you in terms of the organic reach here is insane, um, which is actually one of the questions I wrote down was that the organic reach is insane. Um, the conversion, as you found, from from views to likes to follows is very high. And people are actually wanting to, are hungry for new different things. Whether that is, um, whether that's videos about a dude's disabled possum that he has as a pet. Um, or whether <laughs> that is, one of my favorite things on TikTok is dogs making very strange noises. Um or, or cats running into things, or, or whatever it's going to be, or in your case, um, learning, or even I've seen people teach photography um, and Lightroom yeah, tricks and I've stuff too. Well. Yeah. So there is a lot of hungry people out there of all age groups wanting to learn. Um, and as I'm being on here for a month, two months now, I'm starting to see that there are older adults on here who gain traction mm. for helping younger people as well. Um, and there's a big audience for people who are younger, who don't have a role model or are looking for a different role model to look at for older people. So you'll see guys on here who are um, 25 to 35 or even 40 plus teaching advice, parental stuff, etc. But yeah. my one of my thoughts that I wrote down was, although the organic reach here is great, I have seen a lot of talk at the moment about views being inflated, about likes being inflated, um, about follow accounts being heavily bot related and that the platform isn't taking control of the the users so much and they're heavily focusing on just that viral side is this something that you've noticed at all would you say that um your following count is actually reflective of the views you get um i can look at your content now um but just in terms of your own experience do the people who actually follow you do you see the same people in your comments do you see the same messages from people is it actually building a community there or is it just a bigger number yeah i mean i think it definitely does like depend on the kind of content that you make like you know i sort of i guess i try a little bit with my content to um you know kind of encourage a little bit of community like you know with people people who reach out like i get a lot of people from tiktok reaching out to me on instagram and you know wanting help with logos and whatever and i always kind of respond and, and help them out and tell them you know oh you can send me whatever you you know, whatever you make and I'll kind of give you my feedback on it and all that sort of thing. So I, I do try to be conscious of, of kind of building a community. Whereas I think some people like they don't sort of kind of consider 
their page as a whole they are just looking for like that next kind of viral hit if that makes sense but i think like the yeah the main like part of the you know tiktok being such a you know of of it having such high organic reach and there being you know such potential for viral moments i think it's very much like each piece of content that you make is kind of like a clean slate if that makes sense so okay yeah so if i make if i made a video that was completely terrible you know it would it would get like a thousand less than a thousand views maybe i mean depending on how bad it was but you, if, you know, if that makes sense, because TikTok would just very quickly realize, all right, the followers of yours who we showed it to, they didn't like it or whatever. So we will just, you know, we just won't show it to anyone else. So it's very much like you're only as sort of as good as that last piece of content a little bit, if that makes sense. So you do kind of have to be conscious of, of like getting that next video that is gonna, that is gonna blow up. You know, it's sort of like the flip side of the coin of, any video you make could blow up is that no video that you make is guaranteed to do pretty well. If that makes any sense. Yeah, no, it does make sense. I also think you're, there are two sides to that coin. As you said, there's, there's the idea that you have a clean slate, which means that one piece of content you make, if it is horrendous, if it is awful, you will very quickly know that that's the case. And that next time you, well, firstly, you're not crushed by it. You're not being um, taken off the internet for it. Like, People, you're, no one's seen the video, so and it's not being shown to anyone, so you know not to do that yeah. in the future, and you're not going to be heavily punished for it. Is what it sounds like you're saying. Yeah. Um, but also, then the flip side of that, which is potentially depending on your personality type and your mindset, um, potentially quite dangerous as well as good, because the idea of oh, you want to raise the bar, you want to hit that next higher point, you want to constantly be trying to push it to a new audience or, or reach your more of your own followers and grow it that way, that could potentially be very dangerous as people like chase the chase the bar. They chase and move it up. They move that marker one step high every single time. Yeah. But at the same time, as you've just described, it gives you opportunities to find new people very easily because the second something goes viral, you can look in the comments and go, actually, these people loved this and I've never heard from them before. Mm. So let's do that again and let's and build on it and add to it and change it and answer questions and and it feels like TikTok is one of the best customer survey options I think I've ever heard of. <laughs> like the amount of opinions and comments people get on their videos for something that seems completely stupid. Like if I went on there right now and asked, hey guys, I'd love to start a podcast. Does anyone know how to start a podcast? And I just put hashtag podcast. I'd probably get a hundred comments on there being like, hey guys, you, or hey Connie, you should probably, you know, pick up this equipment. You should probably use this. You should probably maybe interview guests. Maybe try Anchor or um, a different platform to host it on it feels like TikTok has a much more instant response. Yeah, definitely. And I think like, interestingly enough, you know, I think that it's like, it's a very good way to, like you said, very quickly kind of get feedback, if you know what I mean. So if you're trying to refine your content, it's much, would be much easier to do that on TikTok versus Instagram. Because, you know, if I have, you know, if I had the same amount of followers, on Instagram as I did on TikTok. And I put out something that was like pretty, like equivalently rubbish to say whatever I put on TikTok that would get, you know, less than a thousand views. Like that would probably still reach, you know, a pretty similar amount of my audience to something that was, you know, like pretty good, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? So I kind of wouldn't get quite that um, 
you know, quite that disparity and like feedback and like, yes or no, like, did this work or didn't this work? You know, it, and I it think, would at least go to your followers. Yeah. Yeah, TikTok. that's what I mean. Yeah. So, you know, and interestingly enough, like the content that I've posted on TikTok that's done really well that I've sort of catered for there, bringing that across to Instagram, like has you know, I've seen like good, like good success with it on Instagram as well. And I think that just that sort of um, breeding ground of TikTok being, you know, so harsh, bringing that to like Instagram has kind of helped my Instagram game a little bit, if that makes sense as well. Yeah. And like, yeah. And weirdly enough, I think like video content on Instagram now is quite a good opportunity as well, because I think that they're sort of trying to kind of compete with TikTok a little bit. And so like organic reach there might be a little bit higher. But yeah, that's just kind of that's good. To, that's know. good to hear, though, because a lot of people, um, Tom Ross, Chris Doe, um, a bunch of people who are, I think Michael Janda does this as well, where they'll use Twitter as a testing ground. So rather than using TikTok, they'll use Twitter. Yeah. Um, and it's great for getting the written word out. And if that tweet does well, often I follow both of them. So I'll see it go from Twitter yeah, to an Instagram video months. or an Instagram carousel or an Instagram post. I will see that. Um, but often I feel that there is it performs well obviously because it's worked well on one platform but i think what you're describing there is a mixture between twitter and youtube and using those as a proving ground because mm. it, this is why it interests me because i i'm very interested in strategy and algorithms and how yeah. how things work like um my, i say my background was in social has been i was running pages on facebook before there were adverts and it killed it killed my pages because they brought in adverts mm. so i've seen this process um, but with TikTok, it makes sense that you're using, or sorry, or that your video is more like YouTube, because if you have a follower that if they go to their following feed, they will see your video. Mm. Yeah. It doesn't seem like at the moment that they're hiding things. It doesn't seem like they're doing the Instagram, which is where, although you might have 10,000 followers, only 1% will actually see the post. Um, they're not doing that on TikTok at the moment, but then you've obviously got the added metric of the for you page which is that algorithm um slightly mm. randomized feed as well which gives you even more feedback so it's mm. like taking the best bits of youtube with twitter and instagram and then adding like a random multiplier on the top mm. yeah and that's another thing too like to your point earlier of you know oh, i'm just going to be wasting all my time putting out content on tiktok it's like well no because you could probably post that content to all these other platforms as well and it would do well on you know on those platforms too which has been the case for me so you know even if that content that i made for tiktok hadn't done well like that's still my best content on instagram for example so yeah there is that kind of caveat as well now looking for the last few minutes of the show i wanted to ask you um about what you think and your plans are going to be obviously you've you've started doing freelancing um you've taken up your own baton here and run with it on the form of tiktok <laughs> now what yeah. do you see the next six months or even the rest of 2020 looking like let's let's imagine a perfect world and tiktok continues either as it is or, or proceeds to get better with maybe better engagement or a better audience or whatever you're following yeah. that trend where do you see yourself going in that, that next six months or so and what are you going to say to people who think they should join as well because i'm <laughs> I'm feeling very excited now. I've been thinking about yeah. making TikTok stuff for a, a while and I'm like, this actually I makes think, me want to do it now. <laughs> I, think, I think you should make a TikTok right now. Get the phone out. Well, we'll, we'll see how yeah. that goes. No, I'm not no. doing it right now. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I even know how to use the camera <laughs> on TikTok. 
Well, you could just use the regular camera and post it to TikTok later. But um, yeah, future plans. Right. So I guess pretty much like to a certain extent, it'll be, you know, a lot of the same because obviously if it ain't broke, you know, um, so I'll be continuing to make design videos in a similar vein to what I have there. I think something else that I'm definitely going to be getting more into is I kind of, I want to sort of build, you know, because I've kind of been given this sort of, I don't know, like opportunity on TikTok, I would like to sort of kind of grow that into like a real, like sort of, you know, graphic design and logo design focus and kind of go into a little bit more, uh, a bit broader than, you know, just me designing stuff, you know, so like kind of helping out like tips for aspiring designers and kind of going into a little bit like how to, you know, how do I sketch, how do I make logos? And I've sort of done that a little bit already. Like I've done a few tutorials of, um, on some of the things that I do, but yeah, kind of making, making that brand a little bit, you know, yeah, just kind of like becoming, I guess it would be nice to sort of become like the graphic designer on TikTok, if that makes sense. You know, like I think that would be valuable. The go-to, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like just making my brand like really strong around around all that and yeah, kind of in continuing to engage with people on the app around that and sort of building in that vein. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, like, you know, also Instagram as well. I want to keep posting a lot there and just sort of building my brand across all platforms. Like I've recently started posting on like LinkedIn a little bit and stuff like that so yeah i mean yeah just building building my brand and trying to sort of play the long game if you know what i mean like i'm always sort of trying to think like what you know what can i do that's going to set me up sort of the best you know where i might not kind of immediately you know it's not like oh i'll jump on fiverr and get a bunch of clients like really quickly you know i'd rather sort of like think about you know okay if i you know if i kind of put in the in the groundwork and build my brand in these different platforms you know what is that going to mean kind of, you know, 12 months down the road sort of thing. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's about it. Just like kind of prioritizing content, always trying to sort of get better if, if you know what I mean, because I think one thing that's easy to do is sort of get in a rut of kind of posting a lot, but not actually sort of working on your skills and, and getting better as well. So I'm going to be very conscious of, you know, being a better designer and, you know, growing in ways that aren't just follow accounts. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I guess that's kind of going to be my plan moving forward. Excellent. So diversifying the social portfolio and upgrading your skills a bit. Pretty much. That sounds that sounds yeah. like an excellent plan, Robert, especially since you've found um, some pretty good success so far, just focusing on, on a couple of those platforms. I'm sure you'll be able to bring out the best in yourself over the <laughs> six months um, and get that yeah, growing. I hope so, so yeah. Where can, well, firstly, thank you very much for taking the time to come and tell us a little bit more about TikTok and what you've been doing and maybe crush some of those um, doubts that people are having about mm. using the platform itself and getting involved. Now, I, I definitely recommend go and check out um, Robert online. Now, where can people find you on apps or the internet? Right. So, I mean, probably the best place is like Instagram or TikTok. So TikTok is just at Robert Nowland and then um, Instagram is at RN design because Robert Nowen was taken sadly. Um, and yeah, so that's probably a good place to start. I'm also on LinkedIn and all those places, but yeah, you can just 
hit the link in my Instagram bio and that will kind of take you everywhere else you need to go. My website will hopefully be up soon. So yeah. Fabulous. Good things to so, come. Check down the description for Robert's links. Obviously, if you're using the TikTok link, um, it might take you to your browser version, so you might have to manually type in the user. Um, but all those links for his TikTok, his Instagram, and Linktree, which will take you to everywhere else, are in the show notes for today's show. Robert, thank you so much for coming on the show. I know it's late there for you. I really appreciate you staying up um, no, to, no to give us the in-depth sights of <laughs> TikTok. And yeah, we'll see you guys same time next week. Don't forget to rate and review us. And we're back next Thursday. Bye for now.